welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. I want to thank you for joining me. This is episode number 107. Hi folks, thanks for tuning back in. I know I've been away for a while. You know, the real job and all that stuff gets in the way. I also didn't want to record podcasts that were you know, really not all that interesting. But this time I think I've got a good topic. I had an email from a regular reader, listener, uh, to the entire photo video guy site asking about what are the best practices to go by once you've got a new lens. And so that's why we decided to call this episode that new lens smell. So the idea here is a pretty reasonable question. You've gone out, you've done your research, You've looked around, you've tried as best you can lenses in camera stores where you've got a camera store or where you don't have a camera store handy. You've read all the reviews, you've ordered the lens online. It's arrived. How do you know that things are good? Well, I think it's actually simpler than some folks make it out to be. So let's talk about that. First off, if you're buying a brand name lens, and by brand name, I mean from the original equipment manufacturer or from one of the better known third parties, the likelihood that you're going to get a bad lens is pretty darn small. Could it happen? Absolutely, it could. But the probability is very low. And so what happens sometimes is that folks get a lens and they go, ah, oh, you know, it's not as sharp as I might like, or it didn't work out quite the way I thought it would. And they start to question their own decision-making and they make questions about the quality of the lens that came from the manufacturer. Now, of course, you can always go through the process of having a lens tuned if your camera supports microfocus adjustments. But to do that properly, you can't do that with just a card or some kind of tool you stick on a stick. You really need a computer-aided algorithm, and there are good ones, but they're time-consuming and they are not inexpensive in any way. I also, because I offer that service to people, really have to question the usability or the necessity for that when you're talking about a brand new lens product. Honestly, I've yet to find a new lens from the factory from any of the major manufacturers, uh, and that would include third parties like Sigma as an example, where they delivered a poor quality product. And I've tested a lot of Sigma and a lot of Tamron lenses. I found them to be excellent right out of the box. Given that, are there things that you can do as a new lens owner to validate your pur purchase decision and at least feel comfortable that what you've got is the right thing for you. Well, the first thing to look at, of course, is the angle of view that the lens is delivering for your use case. The only way you're going to know that is to go out and make some shots. And that's a very, very quick methodology to go through. And you're going to know right away if you've made the right lens choice or if you haven't. And if you bought from a reputable dealer, returning for refund or exchanging for something else is never going to be a problem. Now, if you bought it, you know, off of eBay or it's gray market, maybe you've got a different kind of problem, but let's assume that you didn't do something like that. Answering the sharpness question is a little bit more work. 
because it requires a little bit of discipline on your part. And by discipline, I mean setting up a shooting situation where you have complete control over the environment. Now to do this is not hard. You're gonna need your camera, the new lens, a tripod, a very stable location, so probably not outside, indoors can work, with good lighting, and a focus target. Now focus targets are easy to find. You can download them off the internet, you print them on a laser or an inkjet printer, I recommend then spray gluing that to a piece of foam core so it doesn't move around. And then you just masking tape it to a wall. The wall's going to be a nice flat surface. It's not moving around. And then you're going to position your camera on the tripod with the lens on it. It's a reasonably close distance. Uh, certainly not the closest focus point, but reasonably close. And if it's a zoom, you're going to take shots at all the different focal lengths but you're going to shoot with the camera on a tripod and you're going to do some work ahead of time to make sure that the sensor is parallel to that focus target. Typically you can do that with the level that's built into your camera. And if your camera does not have a level, you can get a bubble level that fits into the hot shoe very, very inexpensively. And that's a great way to get this done. Now set up the camera on the tripod. doesn't matter what mode you shoot in shoot in whatever mode makes you happy. But when the camera goes off, make sure that you're using the self timer to trip it, or you're using a cable release. You do not want to be touching the camera when it goes off. Make a series of shots, make a series of shots at different apertures. I recommend this for any lens that you get, not because lenses are inherently bad, but because there's a lot of BS on the internet about when you can see diffraction and BS about sweet spots and a whole bunch of other crap, which may be optically accurate, but that you may never, ever actually be able to see. Once you've got those shots, you're going to bring them into whatever your editor is of choice, and you're going to zoom in on your focus target. Now, depending upon the lens, you're going to see a varying level of crispness in the edges in the focus target. But for the most part, I have yet to find a lens out of the factory that doesn't do a great job. However, if you don't do this and your testing consists of handheld shots, particularly with longer focal length lenses, it's quite conceivable that you may think that the lens is not sharp. And I'm afraid to tell you that the problem is probably not the lens. The issue is probably you. With regular consistency, I encounter users who think that they can handhold a lens at a much slower shutter speed than they actually can. You know, the old one over the focal length rule is okay. It's a good guide, if you will but it's a guide that's really applicable only in the case of focal length in full frame or focal length in the context of how we might normally measure it. So let's suppose that you've got a brand new 100 to 400 zoom. You might think that if you're shooting that on a full frame camera at hundred millimeters, your ability to handhold is somewhere around a hundredth of a second. It's not because the lens did not get any lighter even though you're using the shorter focal length. Your safe hand holdable shutter speed on average, average person, 
none of us are average, is going to be around one four hundredth of a second. So if you're trying to handhold it at less than that, you're probably in adding some micro shake yourself. And that's going to create the impression that the lens is not sharp. Now, if you're shooting at a four hundredth of a second, uh, 400th of a second at 400 millimeters, you are again, probably okay, but you might be pushing things. One extra cup of coffee in the morning or whatever your caffeine impregnated beverage happens to be is going to have an impact on sharpness. There are days when I can handhold a 400 at a 400th of a second. And there are days when I can't handhold a 400 at an 800th of a second. We all move, we all shake. And to judge the lens's sharpness based on handheld is pretty unfair. It's unfair to the lens, and you're probably creating strife and unrest for yourself that's absolutely unnecessary. Long glass needs better support. That's a fact. You don't have to like it, but that doesn't change the laws of physics. So in that context, it's very, very important that when we do our tests, we do our tests with the camera fixed, with our focus target fixed. And I'm also going to suggest in this case that you use a single focus point. Don't let your camera decide which focus point to use because it may make different decisions even if the subject doesn't change. There are very sophisticated algorithms in autofocus. I don't claim to understand how they all work, but I can say with absolute surety that I've seen the same camera on the same tripod in the same place with the same focus target, change focus points if the light shifts a little bit. That doesn't mean that there's been any difference in camera to subject distance. And I can't always believe that those focus points away from the center point are going to be as good as the one center point. So again, keep things simple, single point autofocus, not continuous autofocus. Don't let it hunt, let it lock and then make your shots and make several shots at the same settings. So you've got a sequence to see if the lens is hunting between shots. You don't want it to be doing that if you can avoid it. And you also want to see that you've got consistency across a series of shots. Now I don't mean shoot in burst mode. I mean, shoot say half a dozen single frame shots with your camera locked down on that tripod with your fixed focus target. And you're going to find out really quick. Now, if you find that the images aren't sharp, return the lens or send it back. There's a problem. But to say, well, I shot some pictures of a bird with my 100 to 400 in my yard and I was hand holding and they just don't feel sharp. They may not actually be sharp, but there are so many variables that have gone into this. You're probably making judgment calls that are unreasonable. If the lens is tack sharp on the tripod, if it's giving you what to expect in your proper testing scenario, but out in the field, you're getting, well, less than sharp. Well, the problem is probably you try raising your shutter speed, go to a higher shutter speed, change your stance, check your grip, make sure that you're not stabbing the shutter button. There are lots of things that we can do as photographers to improve the probability of getting great sharp photographs. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to take a lot of time and it doesn't have to create a lot of consternation. I really hope that this little short podcast helps folks be more successful with their new lenses and be more confident with their lenses. 
Now, before I close, a couple of things. Remember that when you're using your camera on a tripod, if your lens has a foot, use the lens foot to mount to the tripod. Don't use the camera body mount. You're placing unnecessary torque on the lens mount itself. If the lens has a foot, it's there for a reason, use it. Secondly, if your lens did not come with a lens hood, get one. There is no single accessory that you can own that will improve the overall image quality more than a lens hood. So use one, they're great. And if your lens didn't come with one, surely there's gonna be a third party or a OEM offering, or even a rubber hood that you can use to cut glare across the front of the lens. By the way, when you're doing your lens sharpness testing, do so without any filters on the lens. Some protective or UV filters are good, but honestly, a lot of them are really junk and they're gonna compromise the optical quality. So if you're gonna to go to the trouble to test, why not go to the trouble to test properly? meaning without a protective filter of any kind on the front of the lens. Then do some shots with the filter. And if they look good, well, then it's a good filter. And if they don't look good, it's a bad filter and it's not helping you. Pretty simple stuff. I know I, I know you already figured this out. Thanks very much for listening. I really appreciate your patronage. If you find this podcast, the articles or the tutorials of useful to you, uh, please say so in the comments. Please feel free to ask questions in the comments. And if you do shop online, please consider using our link on the website to the BNH photo video site. We get a small commission on what you buy. It doesn't change your price and it helps support this effort. Thanks very much. I'm Ross Chevalier and until next time, peace.